0: Well well, well. Like we are right, it's hit the fan. So let's dive in and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Bunker. It is John. It is Friday, and that means it's time for, that's right, the free-for-all. You guessed it. You don't have to take a wild guess. Not, Not you guys. You know what the hell is going on. Unbelievable, folks. What a world. What a world. I hope you made it through the week in one piece. That would be a good thing. I made it in one piece. I feel a little bit tired, a little exhausted. I think a man needs more than four hours sleep a night. Yeah, I would think six would be much better. Anyways, folks, we have some incredible shit that has happened. Absolutely incredible. Now, what I like most about our show that we have Monday through Friday is you guys get to participate live with me. You get to ask questions. You get to comment and talk about what I'm talking about, and then bring up questions and we'll talk about it further. So I have an idea. I think I can fix the problem with Russia. So I want you guys to tell me what you think of this. I think since Russia has been threatening nuclear war using tactical nuclear weapons, I think the smartest thing we could do, the most brilliant thing the United States could do is to preemptively drop a nuclear bomb on a Russian city. I think that's the smartest thing we can do. I think that will stop Russia, cold in its tracks. Russia would be scared. Russia, they would stop. They would be like, okay, okay, we, we give. What do you guys think? Do you think that's the most brilliant thing you've ever heard? Before Russia does anything, before Russia drops a nuke, on Ukraine, that we should nuke him first to let him know what's coming. <laughs> go ahead, uh, go ahead. I'll I'll let you guys put some some comments into Jolene. Jolene, hopefully you can uh, collect those very quickly. Unbelievable. <sighs> I mean, seriously, folks, I I can't believe the stupid that's going on out there. <laughs> I'm holding off. I'm uh, biting a hole in my tongue on what I just said. Okay, well, maybe you guys think that that's the stupidest fucking thing you've ever heard. Yeah, before someone can bomb you with a nuclear weapon, you bomb them first to teach them a lesson. Folks, that's what Zelensky has asked. He's asked for the United States, NATO, to give preemptive strikes on Russia. Unfucking believable What better way to ask for World War III nuclear style than to do what Zelensky wants? I mean, unbelievable, folks. So Zelensky, an LGB puppet of European oligarchs, has suggested a preemptive strike or strikes, meaning the U.S. government should launch an attack on Russia without warning, using Zelensky's idiot logic. Uh, here's his quote. I'm not making this up. See, I don't have to make this up. I don't, right? I don't have. Thank you, Mikey. That's right. If your goal is World War III, then hell yeah. Right, Here's, here's Zelensky's quote. Don't wait for Russia's nuclear strikes and then say, oh, since you did this, take that from us. Reconsider the way you apply pressure. This is what NATO should do. Reconsider the order in which it applies pressure on Russia. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Don't wait for them. Do it to them first. Uh, So, I mean, he literally thinks a a nuke bombing coming from Russia is possible. So a preemptive nuclear strike is called for. What an evil little piece of warmongering shit. And by the way, and talk about irony, folks, which is a second cousin to satire. Irony is that Zelensky's suggestion comes on the very eve that Voldemort was supposed to be announced a candidate for the Nobel Peace Prize. A a world leader like Zelensky. The peace prize for For his actions, antagonizing the shit out of Putin and Russia, starting a war, Uh, when when asked about war atrocities committed by his military, he says, ah, it is what it is, and then suggests that we nuke somebody else to teach them a lesson uh, ahead of time. Yeah, here we are, folks. Yankee Watchdog says, if we hit Russia, do we get to hit Ukraine, too? (laughs) <laughs> we could always say that one fell short. That's freaking funny. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, folks, still. It would not surprise me a bit if a tactical nuclear device is detonated inside of Ukraine, not inside Russia or inside any of the new Russian Federation states that have recently been admitted. Right, Those four formerly Ukraine territories that said, ah, 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 we have a right to self-determination, we've taken a referendum vote, and we're leaving Ukraine, and we're going to join Russia. So, to you, Zelensky, for committing war atrocities. Now, while we're on the subject, I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help it. <sighs> A, a, a can of gold teeth were recovered from a Russian mini Auschwitz torture chamber. This is what Ukraine uh, government uh, propagandists have, have decided to tell everyone. We found we found a bunch of gold teeth, and it's a Russian mini Auschwitz torture camp, folks. That's the that's the that's the the level they're on in Ukraine. The government level they're on is you expect people to believe that that Russians had a torture chamber in many Auschwitz. So not only did they film like a Tupperware container with some gold teeth in it, folks, they, they filmed and they put it on the ground next to a gas mask that nothing says torture chamber. and fact, like gas mask. Know what else they put next to it? A fucking big rubber dildo. And said, see, see, it's a torture chamber. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. That sounds like a night out in Chicago, Friday or Saturday. Anyways, turns out that the gold teeth were the property of a dentist. And there was no torture chamber. Folks, the Ukrainian fools expect the whole planet to believe their lies. Unfreaking believable. Get your questions in because I'm going to do some and then you do some and we're going to bam, bam, bam. We're going to shotgun back and forth, back and forth. I want to hear what you guys have to say about this week, what happened at any time during this week, as well as where we're looking at going in the future, going in the future. (sighs) Folks, it's hit the fan. I, I really hope, I really pray that you have at least three months worth of food stored away. Three months, minimum. I, of course, would love everyone to have one year's worth of food stored away because of what is coming. Have the ability to store water in bulk and purify and keep that water clean. Sanitized, purified. Right Shelter, having a good home. And folks, here's another one. Have the ability to make repairs on the home. Leaky roof, leaky pipe, whatever the case may be. You don't have to be a contractor like me. You just have to have general skills to protect your bunker, right? I won't be surprised, folks, if people aren't shooting and, of course, you know, lead just flying everywhere through people's roofs, of course, windows and walls also. It's going to be a weird world. Food, shelter, water, clothing, proper clothing, of course, as we get into the cold months. And, folks, in Europe, it's not even cold yet. It's not cold yet, or is it? I mean, this is this was incredible. I got to get to this, and then I'm going to do one of your questions. Uh, you won't believe this. We just got into fall. Literally, September 21st, two weeks ago, was the first day of fall. It's just started. It's not even cold yet, but get this. In Poland, the people are beginning to burn trash in their stoves to stay warm because the the Russian sanctions are backfiring. Folks, it's not even cold yet. And they're burning trash. They've been given special permission by the Polish government to burn coal and wood to stay warm. This is interesting. Boy, the government's giving them special permission after the government fucks everything up. And folks, the government of Poland is given military weapons to Ukraine. The uh, <clears throat> Polish government congratulated and thanked the United States government and the CIA for blowing up the Nord Stream pipelines. And yes, the Polish government must be that fucking stupid to think that their people can get through the winter without Russian natural gas for heat. They're already burning trash. People are complaining. They're like, I thought we wanted clean air to breathe. Now it smells like a, a sewer. Now it smells like a garbage heap is smoldering. Because that's really what's happening, folks. They're burning what appears to be their garbage. What is flammable, they're burning along with everything else. And it stinks like shit. Uh, when I grew up, folks, in my family, there was nothing but Polish jokes. Uh Spring, summer, fall, and winter. Polish jokes in the 1980s. They were pretty popular back then, and uh, they're going to be popular again after this lunacy that has occurred. Okay, uh, I think it's your turn. Let's do that. It is your turn. So, Jolene, who are we going to put up first on <laughs> Free For All Friday? And it is Doc Holiday. He says, don't adopt the communist left language of hoarding. That is part of the plan to break down communication between people. Preppers are do not hoard; they acquire what they need over a period of months and years. Yeah, hoarding, folks, is uh, well—they like to say that that's criminal. It's wrong, at least it's immoral. There's a big difference between preparing and, and hoarding. I'm going to agree with that, Doc Holiday, the king of capitalization. Uh, <clears throat> what is hoarding? Well, hoarding is is taking an unnecessary uh, supply of what is available so that others are without. Okay, so imagine everyone in your town needed socks, needed socks for winter. Your town of 10,000 people needed socks, and the store ordered 1,000 pairs of socks. Because, you know, you don't always need new socks every day. But, you know, they, they figured, well, well, we'll cover 10% of the uh, the need. 1,000 socks. Well, if someone went in and bought all 1,000 socks, leaving everyone else in the town without the ability to buy some socks, that would be hoarding. Because it wouldn't be necessary for one person to have all of those socks. Right, They can't use 1,000 pairs of freaking socks. That's hoarding. And then hoarding to turn around and sell them at a huge profit. Well, that sounds like Walmart and Amazon, doesn't it? Whoops. Sorry about that. Uh, But yeah, prepping is different. Everyone has a chance to buy food. Everyone has a chance to supply up. It's not hoarding. That is propaganda. It is an an effort and attempt to make everyone else feel like they're very bad. Now, get this, folks. Talk about hoarding. Uh, So, yeah, never mind. I won't won't do the joke. Biden, there's joke enough for us. He is praising Venezuelan oil. That's right, folks, the socialist tyrant of Venezuela. Maduro has cut a deal, right, with the U.S. And Biden is welcoming Venezuelan oil. And he is also going to block all U.S. offshore drilling if he gets his way. Now, does that mean new drilling, exploration, or does that mean he's going to shut down offshore pumping? We're going to find out what exactly this asshole is up to. It should be, folks, he should be impeached for this. Just for this one act alone, buying oil from a socialist nation. That's worse than buying oil from Russia, in my opinion. Russia's not socialist. Uh, Not that I know of. I mean, they lost the war, the Cold War over communism. They kind of lost that, right? But buying uh, socialist oil and then stopping U.S. companies from drilling and producing oil of our own, that should be a crime. It is a crime in my book. It just just really is. Okay, let's do this. It's now your turn. We're going to shotgun back and forth. Jolene, who do we have? El Nexto. We've got Susan, who says, OPEC is crapping all over Brandon. Kind of funny as much as it's going to hurt. And that's just it. The humor, the satire uh, drips off of the scenario. Biden went over to talk to uh, uh, Mohammed bin Salman, crown prince of Saudi Arabia, who didn't welcome him with the uh, dancing swords. The sword song, whatever the heck it was, uh, you know, the high honor that was praised and given to uh, President Trump. No, he got a he got a mediocre fist bump and like walk this way, old man. And then he was told, no, go screw yourself. Right. And now Saudi Arabia, they didn't not only did they not increase production, now they have lowered production. But two and a half million barrels a day. Two and a half million barrels a day. They're like, yep, that's it. None for you. They're cutting us. They're cutting deep. Saudi Arabia, OPEC. United Arab Emirates, OPEC. Russia is OPEC plus. Isn't that interesting, folks? You go and you make enemies with the oil-producing world, and they come after you. Surprise? Surprise. Surprise! (laughs) Biden looks like a complete moron. Our president, the president of the United States, flies all over the world kissing everyone's ass, and they won't give him oil. Then he turns around and says to his own country, screw you, we're going to turn off any oil we have. He looks up at Canada and says, Canada, we don't want your freaking oil either, and kills the Keystone Pipeline. He's doing everything he can to create a massive shortage and destroy the United States economy and break us at the same time. But he's doing that at the behest on orders from the World Economic Forum, the globalist folks who want carbon taxes, the globalist folks who want to break America, the globalists who want you to eat bugs. They want you to eat bugs. They want to take away all your property, and then they'll tell you how much happier you'll be about it. That's right. You'll own nothing and be happy. And by the way, line up and get your Jim Jones juice. As they demand also. And Biden is their stooge. He's their bitch. He's sitting there in Washington or Delaware, where he tends to hide. He's their bitch. And so he gets to look bad. History will remember Biden. But will history also remember the World Economic Forum? I don't think they're going to get away with this, folks. Oh, they're going to make life shitty and hard. And that's why you're a prepper. Right? That's why you're right here on the Prepared Mind Network. Right, That's why we're here. We're going to remember these people. I think they're going to fail and they're going to slink away and get back in their slimy little holes they came out of. That's what I think is going on. I really do. Now, you know, <sighs> Joe Biden, he looks like a fool. He is comical, folks. Ridiculous. He literally ran away from reporters, ran away. From, he's, he, he's 82. He can't climb the steps of an airplane. He tried jogging up them, wiped out. And, and we all love that. The uh, Broadway Stairway Joe fall. He can't run. He can't ride a bike. You know, he stops pedaling. He falls over. And I know his feet were supposedly strapped to the pedals, which makes no sense. It's not like he's some sort of biking god. Anyways, he can't bike, he can't climb stairs, and we're supposed to believe he can literally run away from reporters? Uh, When they asked him about his warning that the United States government is on the brink of a nuclear Armageddon with Russia. So why did he run away, folks? Is it because he can't speak without a teleprompter? Is it because he can't even speak with a teleprompter, with or without, or perhaps it was a fake Joe Biden, a fake Joe Biden lookalike who isn't allowed to comment or speak because his voice isn't right. He's just there to stand in, to run from the helicopter back and forth while the real Joe Biden is getting injections or some sort of medical treatments, or, or maybe he's just sniffing kids. That's my comments on Joe Biden running from the press, looking like a fool, exposing America to more crap. Taking this country down. Un unbelievable. You know, it's, it's it's There's there's never a shortage of things to talk about when it comes to prepping and why we prep and the things that are that are causing the world to t- just go absolutely bonkers. There's no shortage at all. Why are we here? Why, why am I here with you folks? Why are you here? You already know all this shit. Why are you here? It's because there's people waking up every day and, and realizing it and just now accepting. They're just now accepting the fact that things have gone bad, really bad. And they're going to get much, much worse. That's why we're here. You and I, for you and I, this is an echo chamber. From you, uh, for you and I, it's, it's confirmation bias. And it does help us, no doubt. It helps us realize and remember, yeah, yeah, we are the good guys. We're not causing violence. That's what the Democrats do. We're not causing riots. That's what BLM and Antifa do. We're not trying to overthrow the government. We're trying to get the government to behave and and obey the Constitution. They're the ones breaking the law. They're the ones perverting the law. So why are we here? Why are you here? Ask yourself that question. See, I'm not afraid to ask that question. I'm not here just to entertain you and and confuse your mind with, with silly facts and numbers. I won't bring Dr. Fauci down to the bunker here and try and convince you to stick some junk in your body and then lie about it, right? I I do my very best to talk about what is happening, current events, and say you need to have some long-term food storage. You need to have, you know, 50 pounds of rice. You need to have 20 pounds of beans. You need to have 25 pounds of dried corn. You need to have, you know, you need to have 25 pounds of oatmeal. You need all of this stuff right? You need uh, 30 pounds of sugar. You need 10 pounds of salt, right? Whatever it takes to get through this. And you better have a lot of spices because whatever you eat, if it tastes the same every day, you're not going to want to eat. I learned that the hard way in the jungle. That's right at the RMZ. It gets pretty boring. You have to have spices. All right, let's do this. Let's, uh, let's get to one of your questions. Let's see what you guys have. We got, oh shit, it's doing stuff with Nikki. And she says, not really important. Hey, everything's important, Nikki. Not really important. But since you mentioned socks, (laughs) in the war, my aunt Erna and my grandma knitted socks like crazy for all the farmers and other workers. They got food in exchange. What freaking war are you talking about? You're talking about World War II? (laughs) Which one? I got to know this now. I've got to know which war we're talking about. Anyways, it's, uh, it's one second. Yes, I will. I will definitely answer that. Thank you, Jolene. Um, and we'll get to that after I get my, my comment and thank you. Okay. Uh, anyways, yeah. Socks folks in the military, you're taught that is world war II. Thank you, Nikki. Um, in Germany, of course, uh, Nikki is, uh, uh, German. And when she puts on her socks and her shoes, she ties them in little, little ties the laces in little Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki is not a Nazi, folks. She is farthest thing from it. I don't think any of us here are Nazis. Uh, anyways, yeah, socks, you've got to take care of your feet. Uh, it's the extremity furthest from the heart. It's hardest to get blood back up because gravity uh, you got to take care of your feet. Got to keep them warm. Got to keep them dry. You got to keep them healthy. Otherwise, you're going nowhere, and you're not going anywhere. Period. Now, uh, this week, this week we've talked about race. Uh, this week we've talked about politics, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that in my comment, and then uh, one that Jolene's going to pop up on the board. Now. Liberals are socialists. They like to kill people. Socialists are authoritarians, and they love to kill people. Okay, whether they're fascist socialists or whether they're communist socialists. Okay, now a liberal, which makes them a socialist, who works for a think tank, and a think tank, folks, literally is a company that gets paid to analyze data and provide an opinion for political observers, military observers, etc. So a liberal think tank. Can you imagine that one? We want you to use the liberal brains between your ears and analyze what's going on so we can make even more stupid decisions uh, in the White House with Joe Biden. Anyways, the CEO says bringing back jobs to America is just a ploy to help white men. Now this guy folks is a Harvard educated economist. He is also a Biden donor and his name is Adam Posen. And he thinks that the focus of reviving domestic manufacturing is nothing more than a quote, fetish for keeping white males with low education in the powerful positions they are in." Really? This is, I mean, this guy actually said these words. It's a fetish for keeping white males with low education in the powerful positions they're in. So I did not know, folks, that manufacturing jobs were powerful jobs. And I didn't know that only white males were allowed in manufacturing. I I was pretty sure that um, Rosie the Riveter is a, female. That goes all the way back to World War II, right? They started letting women into manufacturing because we needed help, right? Get those women to work, put a riveting gun in their hand. Manufacturing. You don't uh, see that. That was an idea that Henry Ford had, uh, that the production line, that a worker can reproduce their actions over and over and over again and become extremely proficient Fast, competent, skilled at production line work, manufacturing work. It doesn't necessarily mean you have low education, but this guy is, you know, he's from Harvard. Wow. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Harvard educated jackass. Now, just yesterday I talked about the federal judge who said, you know what? I've had it with these Yale law students because they're a bunch of liberal scum. All righty. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to let that one just kind of fade away. Everything is, a, it's got some racial component to it. Racial component to it. You know, you know, this group's a victim. That group's a victim. You know, it's, it's, it's incredible. So now what I want to do is I want to bring up the next one. Jolene has it. And this is a topic that's been around. Michael Brown has this asked, John, why do everyone kiss the Jews' as asses? Um, no disrespect, but we bend the knee and open our wallet with no question, and the Mossad run the CIA. Um, ooh. Okay. <laughs> Number one, I'm going to say this. Everyone does seem to kiss the ass of Jews. Uh, they've done a really good job of playing the victim by pointing back to World War II and saying, that's what the Nazis did. Right now, why did the Nazis go after the Jews? Well, one of the, the things that was taught, you know, the propaganda was that they were subhuman, right? And uh, by the way, the Bolsheviks, the, the Russians that overthrew the czar, a lot of uh, the people who, were proponents of, supporters of, and wanted communism were themselves Jews. I believe Vladimir Lenin was Jewish, right? So the Nazis looked at the Soviet communist Jews and said, ah, 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 ah you're not going to use your political power to steal our money, right? We've already been screwed over. So anyways, uh, the, the Jews really got just absolutely slaughtered in World War II, Rounded up, put in concentration camps, exterminated, worked to death, and that has been um, that has been an incredible uh, historical event. And I think for the right reasons, people wanted to bring that up, right? That you should not attack any group based on its ethnicity. Now, of course, the the Jews also claim to be God's chosen people. And so we should really support Jews that way. Now, what what I'm still researching is, are Jews an ethnic people? Or is being Jewish established because you practice a particular religious belief system? right? Because there's ethnic Jews, and then there's people who are practicing Jews, right? I can't convert to being Asian because I'm not Asian, but I could convert to Buddhism, right? You can't say, well, just because you're white, you can't be a Buddhist, but you're white, you can't just be Asian. And leaving all of the I identify as, right? Uh, so, yeah, that that's, that's kind of one of the mystery things with being Jewish is, well, you know, I'm Jewish. Well, what do you mean you're Jewish? Well, I practice Judaism. Uh, it's some confusion. But uh, they really have, I think, uh, capitalized, shall we say, on the victimization status, and then using that to uh, uh, as a firebrand, uh, the way you would you would clear out a room or maybe a cattle pride. You know, you want someone out of your way, you just accuse them of being what, anti-Semitic, right? You say anything negative about the Jews, you must be a Nazi. You must wanna get rid of them. So it's the same sort of thing that we're hearing now from all of these people in America in charge in Washington DC, the Democrats. Anytime they don't like what you say, they attack you, right? Ad hominem attack. Oh, you you know, you're a bad person. You're a racist. You're a Nazi. You're a right white supremacist. That's what we hear now. <laughs> Michael, you could be a white supremacist too, even though Well, looks like you got a pretty good tan there, brother. Anyways, here's the deal, right? Why does everyone kiss their asses? Because they have played the victim card and played it masterfully well. And the rest of the world was shocked because Hitler did go after the Jews. Now, if Hitler went after uh, Scandinavian people and tried murdering all of us, I'm sure I would feel like, you know, I was singled out and bad, right? And I would say, hey, Hey, that, that Hitler guy, he tried getting rid of all of us, you know, <laughs> untenable people. Uh, you know, so we're protected now because so many of us have been killed that there's hardly any left. Uh, there's, there's plenty of Jews around. I'm pretty sure of it. Check. Well, they don't have phone books anymore. You can't go check. And that would probably be racist or, or something if you went and, and looked for names like, uh, you know, the one that Harvey Weinstein has. But yeah, it's it's something. Uh, anyways, if we could put up the second half of Michael Brown's comment, I think it's it's pretty important. He says, no disrespect, but we bend the knee and open the wallet with no question, and the Mossad run the CIA. So I'm going to start with bending the knee. Um, the, the U.S. government, Michael, bends the knee. That is, they submit. They bend the knee to the nation of Israel. And... Um, Without getting too crazy there, uh, a lot of people out there argue that the nation Israel, the, the geographic area called Israel, is um, inhabited by both Jews and non-Jews, right? So it's not really the Jewish state, it's the Israeli state. Our government kisses the ass of the Israelis, there's, like I said, a lot of confusion between um, secular Jews or practicing Jews and then, um, shall we say, Semites, right? True Semites. It's, 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 a, it's a big issue. It's a big question. I think it's little understood, and people feel uncomfortable just saying the word Jew. In the same way people now, uh, Michael have a hard time saying that person is black or that person is brown or that person is Asian, right? We're not supposed to notice these things, right? Because if you point it out, then someone might say, oh, you noticed that, huh? You noticed that. You must be a racist. Well, you know, that's that's part of the game, right? And it's been adopted by other groups. It worked so well for the Jews because they were, you know, <laughs> systematically slaughtered by the Nazis that, that other groups try it. You know, it's, it's bad. So, yeah, the, the government bends the knee because the Israelis have an incredible uh, lobbying um, presence in Washington, D.C. And people like Jeffrey Epstein, who appears through his girlfriend, Jizzy Maxwell, daughter of an Israeli spy it appears that he was a useful idiot in getting people to commit lewd acts with minors, children, illegal stuff, so they could use that as control. Those are control files, folks. And so when you say Mossad runs the CIA, you could essentially also be saying Mossad, who controlled and got information from Jeffrey Epstein and Jizzy Maxwell, Um they have information on all of the politicians who used to go to Epstein's little Island. And so, yeah, they, they run the CIA, they run the American government, they run them uh, because of this control technique. Now, um, a lot can be said about that, right? the government kissing the ass of the Israelis and opening our wallet and throwing our money at them. And it's a problem. I really think America should be concerned with America first. Uh, We have a problem with Chinese businesses and corporations and the Chinese government owning property here in the United States of America. And the Chinese seem to be influencing politicians and controlling politicians like California Representative Swallowswell, who was undoubtedly, according to many experts, banging Fang Fang, a hot little Chinese number who introduced herself and made herself available. And I'm sure they have lots of film on him. And folks, he's not the only one, not the only one. China has people that they control over here and they they use sex, drugs and whatever else they can. So the Israelis, yeah, you're not allowed to say the word Jew. And then China, you know, you're not allowed to say anything about China, right? Look at all the NBA basketball players in the NFL. They start to say anything about China. China yanks their chain. Somehow they reach across the Pacific, get a hold of people, and say, uh, whatever you just said, you're going to take that shit back and you're going to apologize, right? The The professional sports people bend the knee, open the wallet, and suck, suck, suck. They suck up on the Chinese because of money. They are controlled with money. Um, it's, it's not just uh, the Jews or Israel. Uh, it's And they accuse Trump of being in this same position with Russia. You know, Russia, Russia, Russia. He's a Russia spy. He's a Russia tool. Trump is a bad, bad Russian asset here. And now he's the president. Russia is trying to control the United States. Do you believe that? If we had any evidence of that being true, Trump would be arrested. And if there was any evidence, (laughs) right, of it, it would be exposed because the press hates Russia. The Democrats hate Russia. You would think they would love it because, well, they're a bunch of progressive authoritarians. And Russia is a former communist state run by a former communist KGB head, Putin, and they could easily transform right back to communist Russia, Soviet Union. Right? Couldn't they? So shouldn't the Democrats love them? For some reason, they don't. There's a reason why. Anyways, Michael, it's the, the topic of the Jews and the topic of the Chinese and the topic of the Israelis and the topic of blacks and Hispanics and the, the plight of Native Americans and First Nations, Aboriginal peoples in America, Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, the Pacific Islands, uh, it, it continues to be something that, that upsets people. Right? It just does. To, to claim that any one group is a minority and therefore they must be protected uh, is, is one that they make. Right, But uh, I'm pretty sure that people who look like me are a big minority. Literally, folks, how many people do you know are natural platinum blonde? I see a lot of people with bleach blonde. I see a lot of people with dirty blonde. I see a lot of people with brown hair and black hair. Uh, But I don't see anyone with hair like this. Anyone, anywhere with natural platinum blonde hair. So I think I probably probably need to be protected. Uh, maybe that's why I was I was gifted with this, is so I could make that claim, right? Anyways, uh, folks, uh, got to have a little humor in there. You've got to have a little humor. Oh, we've got Uman. He steps in and he says, oh, yeah, he says, every group claims to be God's chosen people. There are good and bad in every group. You can point to evil Christians, Muslims, Chinese, insert your group here. Just another way to divide. Whenever someone says it's the XXXs, they've fallen for the divide and conquer tactic they are using to keep us all fighting and hating each other. Very true, man. I appreciate you uh, overriding Jolene, conking her with the big blue wrench to get that up there. Thank you, brother. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that is very true. Yeah, that's um, uh, I like to say everyone who loves freedom, who loves liberty, who believes in their individual rights. We're Americans. And rather than divide us into small little groups, I divide the country into two groups. The one that I just said, loves America, loves freedom, loves liberty, has your rights. That's one big ass group. I want to put everyone in there, whether you're black, Brown, Asian, Native American, I don't give a shit. If you like freedom and liberty, you're in that group with me. And if you don't like that shit, then you're a fucking communist, socialist, authoritarian piece of shit. And you belong in that other group that we light a rocket under and shoot your ass, uh, I don't know, out into space somewhere where you'll be much more comfortable. right? If you want to be miserable, why not do it in space rather than be miserable here in the United States of America? You freaking jackasses. Now, uh, to give you an example of these people that I just described, people who are decent, good, moral, freedom-loving, tax-paying, law-abiding, red-blooded, apple pie-eating, fried chicken-eating, big juicy frickin' hamburger. Man, I think I'm ready for a barbecue. <laughs> I brought up fried chicken and barbecue chicken. and Man, anyways, all those good people. And then you've got everyone else who hates freedom, hates liberty, and hates children. That's Democrats. There's a video that went viral, folks. And it shows a masked daycare employee terrorizing toddlers. What is a toddler? It's a child 18 months to three years old. A toddler. They kind of just toddle around. They're kids. So this daycare employee put on a horror mask from the scream movie and snuck into the room while the kids were having their snacks. I mean, you know those little teeny chairs, they're they're like this, they're like they're like 12 inches off the ground, they got a little teeny square thing for their little baby butt and a little backrest for their little baby backs, right? Toddler chairs, daycare. You know, they're they're ridiculous. Anyways, a little kid sitting around there crunching crumbs and crackers and cookies and carrot sticks and whatever, you know, toddlers eat these days. And this this daycare worker goes up and starts scaring them and then goes around the table and scares all of them in turn. Just terrifying these kids. And, folks, the other daycare workers were filming it and laughing. And the public is rightfully pissed, folks, pissed off. So not only did they do it this one time and film it, torturing these kids, scaring the ever-loving shit. I mean, kids at that age, right, the, just the two to three-year-old mind, it knows mommy and daddy, brothers and sisters, the nuclear family. You know, you can include grandma and grandpa if you want, right? They, they've got their family, and then they're just starting to branch out and look around the world. They're just starting to realize, hey, there's other people on the planet besides mommy and daddy and brother and sister and grandma and grandpa, right? So they learn, they start going to daycare. They can, you know, and there's other adults, other authority figures, and they're told when their parents drop them off, you're going to be good. And so they're, they're trying to be good. They're trying to feel comfortable in a world that's new to them. Daycare, preschool, if you will. And here comes an adult with some kind of crazed fucking lunatic mindset that wants to scare the living shit out of a kid that isn't used to being exposed to horror. Doesn't have the the mental faculties, the experience to understand that it's just a mask and it's just a joke. Instead, they get the shit scared out of them. Well, not only did they do that once, folks, they did it twice. Apparently, there's a second video that's been discovered of these preschool workers doing the same thing, folks, traumatizing toddlers. I I bet these people, these workers are Democrats. Now, they have been fired also, and they think, I think they should face criminal charges for what they did. That is terror. But I'm also gonna go this far and say this, ooh man, I bet they're Democrats. I bet they hate America, they love abortions, and they love terrorizing kids. These are the same people. I say you want freedom, liberty, rights, property, A good barbecue, a decent cerveza, a bottle of Scottish water. And then there's people over here who hate everyone and everything, including children, and they want to kill them. And they do shit like this that I just talked about. That is, folks, there is a divide and conquer in my my world, but it's not dividing everyone into little subgroups. It is two main groups, good people and shit disturbers, bad, evil people. I I am a great uniter, I think. (laughs) All right. Let us uh, continue, if we shall. Uh, Jolene, who has something to say? And uh, we have Garbage Binny, who says, We have been in an ideological war with our governments for many years. It is like having a battle with a friend-enemy and a symbiotic relation at the same time. Uh, It truly is, in my opinion the relationship the people have with their government, it is an abusive marriage. It's an abusive marriage. Um, I liken it to an abusive marriage where uh, the spouse goes out, goes to work, makes money, and then comes home, and the other spouse takes it from them. The other spouse starts yelling at the worker spouse, telling them what to do. At all times, setting limitations and and restrictions, and then taxing or taking their money even more. Right, the person comes home, and goes, no, I made this money. I want to spend it how I want to spend it. And no, the abusive government spouse takes their money every time. The 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 first spouse, the money maker, opens their wallet to look and see what they have. The other spouse takes the money, and now. We have this relationship where the one is always telling the worker what to do and always taking the worker's money. So the worker turns to the government spouse and says, that's it, I want a divorce. <laughs> no, there is no divorce. We cannot divorce ourselves from the government. That's, uh, that's pretty good, I think. I think that's a great way to describe it. You can't divorce yourself from the government. The government thinks it owns us, thinks it can tell us what to do at all times. It's like, wait a minute. Ah, I have rights. You don't get to tell me what to do. You can make a request, but it's just like an abusive relationship where they just look at you and they yell at you and yell at you and yell at you. They gaslight you, meaning they lie all the time. I have the right to tell you what to do. I have the right to tell you what to do. I have the right to tell you what to do, right? And then they'll abuse you physically. They get out of frying pan start hitting you with it. Bam, bam, bam. You're like, you can't do that. I'm going to take you to court for domestic abuse. You go to the court. And the court looks at the government spouse and says, well, you know, you really shouldn't have done that. You need to be more careful. Uh, why don't you just go back home and, and stop it, right? When the government violates the law, violates our constitutional rights, and we take them to court as the people, the, the abused spouse, and sue them, all the court can do is say, yeah, stop it. Don't do that anymore. And then you go back home and you look at the spouse that hates your guts, takes your money, tells you what to do, and it just keeps doing it again. It's like, okay, I won't hit you with a bat, but the judge didn't say anything about not hitting you with a frying pan. And so out it comes, right? bang, bonk, 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 It's hitting you with a frying pan now. It's like, no, 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 you violate my rights bad. Anyways, yeah, garbage binny. we are in an ideological war and we can't get a divorce. We have a friend-enemy relationship, and it's not, now see, symbiotic. You said, and a symbiotic relationship, meaning we rely on them, they rely on us, we help them, they help us. What does government really help us with, folks? Name it. What does government do? It, It plays crony capitalism by rewarding its friends with lots of government contracts, like military industrial contracts, right? Special privileges, and rights to mineral resources. And then they turn around and they screw us over. It's not real symbiotic. I don't get a whole lot of benefit out of the government. They tax the ever-living shit out of me when I buy a a gallon of fuel. They tax the shit out of me when I buy goods. What do I get for all that tax? Not to mention just plain old income tax. I'm 52. Am I going to get... Social security when I turn what? What will it be up to by the time I get there? 75, 85? Nope. Sorry, John. You get to keep working. but We'll keep taking your money. Every time you open your wallet, we'll take a big old handful of cash out of you. Hmm. Big stuff, folks. We got some trouble. We got Chris B. Bacon. He says, we pay more taxes and work more hours than some feudal serfs did back in the 17th century. That is Correct. That is correct. And I'll I'll tell you why it's correct, because Chris is correct. (laughs) Now, get this. Uh, I did a video a long time ago, and I could not find it if I wanted. Um, In the 1700s, people would have to work all day long, and they would need literally 90% of their what the money they made to pay for food and to pay their rent or to pay their, you know, they didn't have mortgages back. Then you lived on the Lord's land, their landlord, right? So you always paid rent to whoever the Lord was, a duke, count, fucking duchess, whatever, or to the king directly, right? It took so much more money because in, in feudal times, you didn't make a whole lot. Right. There's now today we really increase the value uh, of of our labor by working in technical jobs that require a lot of education, a lot of effort, a lot of application. Uh, So we make a lot more money and they just take it all. Right. We pay uh, upwards of 70 percent of our income goes to paying taxes in one form or another. Federal tax, income tax at the state level sales tax, fuel tax. Every time you open your wallet you're paying a tax. That's why I kind of brought that one up. But yeah, back then folks in the 1700s, they didn't have any disposable income to speak of at all. Right? Food was incredibly expensive because it was incredibly hard to produce. They didn't have gasoline and diesel engines, they had horses. And horses are hay burners and it takes you would have to work your ass off to grow hay to feed your horse so the horse could tow the cart to town and so it was you're always working just to survive and if you had this much money left over right yeah then the government would try and take that today we should have this much money left over because of the industrialized nation and the the inexpensive energy gas oil diesel fuel gasoline (coughs) It's very inexpensive because of the industrialization of energy. Well, they're fucking that up for one, and we're feeling it. It's taking down our standard of living while they increase our fucking taxes. So, yeah, today we work a lot harder to try and pay an incredible tax burden that shouldn't exist. The government doesn't need to tax the shit out of us, but they do. Imagine how well we would live, folks, if we didn't have to pay all of these taxes. All right, let's do this. Let's step in. I know we're running out of time. One more, says Jolene. Dave, he says, the adversary. Folks, you know who the adversary is. The adversary will not appear to us as a demon or devil. He will appear as a savior. All those who believe otherwise are being deceived. I tell you what, folks, uh, who was the savior of the people of the Soviet Union? Vladimir Lenin, Trotsky, Joseph Stalin, they were all saviors for the Soviet communist nightmare. Who is the savior of modern China? That would be Chairman Mao. Who is the savior of Germany after World War II when the West? That would be England, France, America. Canada, they all looked and said, ah, uh, this is Germany's fault. World War One is Germany's fault. And so who is the savior of Germany? Hitler, Adolf Hitler. Hitler, Mao, Trotsky, Lenin. They killed folks on their orders, over 100 million people. They were saviors, 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 saviors. People look to uh, these charismatic leaders who have been put in front of them, and then they say things that, that are appealing to people. I don't think I say a whole lot of appealing things to you guys. I say, you know, the world's going to shit. Get prepared. I'm not trying to be your leader. I'm not trying to be your savior. I'm trying to tell you, save yourself. Look around what's going on. But. The savior, right? The bad guys. Every time someone says, "I'm your savior," it turns out that they're actually a big shithead, right? I don't like that, but that's just the way it is. That's the facts. Uh, the the so called saviors turn out time and time again. And who do we have as the savior today? Well, Joe Biden. He's the great uniter. The great uniter, Joe Biden because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history. Yeah. Yeah, he's the great uniter, all right. And, uh, you know, who else do we have out there? That's right. Voldemort Zelensky, who is going to get the Nobel Peace Prize after recommending that we preemptively nuke the ever loving shit out of the Russians. Some savior. He's the savior who uses guilt. If you don't give us all of your money, then, then you don't support freedom or you don't support democracy. That's, that's a leader, huh? The same leader says, We will have no peace. And other great leaders will say, We're gonna have peace, folks, but to, to the evil people to say peace. They're like, peace, peace. Well, to them, peace is the absence of an enemy. So to attain peace, you have to kill everyone who is your enemy. And then when there's no one left to fight, you have peace. (laughs) Yeah, folks, evil is evil. and It is all around us. I want to thank you for supporting me, the Prepared Mind channel, for supporting Jolene, Uman, Crispy Bacon, supporting us with your support. Making sure that the prepared bunker here has spam and tuna fish, lots of rice. I want to thank you guys for making sure that I also have rum and scotch. <laughs> right There's <laughs> there's not much in life that's really good, but a good scotch, oh, my God. Anyways, you guys have taken great care of us and made sure that uh, you support us. But the best way to support this channel is to hit the thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed. Come to the thepreparedmind.club and subscribe there. And also, sharing all of these videos with others so they can learn, folks, what you already know, so they can get a better understanding of that which you have a good grasp on, right? an understanding that shit has hit the fan and it's not going to get better before it gets a whole lot worse. <sighs> Chance favors the prepared mind is yours. God bless America. Semper Fi.